Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to Pod Save America. I'm John Favreau. I'm John Lovett. I'm Dan Pfeiffer. On today's show, we answer all the questions you asked that aren't too weird, awkward, or annoying in our annual holiday mailbag episode. And also, that don't require too much preparation. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. That's, that's a big one. And that also, one. our answer can last for two weeks. That's right. right. And that are, yeah, that la- yes, that's right. But first, check out Cricket's fantastic new podcast, Radio Lingo, that looks at the ways language plays a role in our lives, from swearing to subtitles and everything in between. And if you haven't yet, highly recommend you binge listen to Mother Country Radicals, a personal politically charged account of a counterculture group of young activists. That's such a funny way to describe it. Didn't they blow stuff up? Counterculture, yeah, very counter. <laughs> counterculture, counter, yeah, yeah. counter foundations, counter uh, Here's the thing. Mother doors Radic- and windows. Mother Country Radicals is one of my favorite podcasts that podcast. we've done at Crooked. It just won at Tribeca. Uh, it's one of Vulture's top 10 podcasts of 2022. It is about a group of uh, revolutionaries in the late 60s, known as the Weather Underground, for anyone who paid attention to the 2008 campaign <laughs> about Bill Ayers and, and Bernadine Dorn. It's fantastic. Um, and you should listen to it over the holidays if you can. Uh, and you can listen to Radio Lingo also wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, before we start, wanted to say thank you to everyone who stepped up in 2022 through Vote Save America. You helped raise over $5.6 million and fill over 46,000 shifts, which contributed to winning. 52 races from Senate to House to governors to secretaries of state, attorney generals, and more. Head to votesaveamerica.com. Not to not to donate, just to see all the work you've done. Yeah, just check, just, just to take check a victory out. lap. We're, <laughs> we're going to have a full recap there, and you can just sort of bask in it. It's really nice. we got more work to do, so stay tuned for more ways to get involved in the new year. But for now, rest up, and happy holidays from everyone at Vote Save America. Okay, let's get to the first question, which is from Matthew Kale. What was the most significant political event or story of 2022? Love it. Oh, you want you want Dan to take it? Dan, yeah, you little, take it. Yeah. I didn't highlight this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, want me to think back on a whole year. <laughs> I mean, it has to be the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Most political impact affects the most people's lives. Alter the course of the campaign. Probably alter the course of politics for years to come. That was obviously my first thought as well. But then I wanted to really. Double. I wanted to th- think a little bit about it. What about this? Could be a runner-up, or it could be Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Man, what a fucking godforsaken year this was. <laughs> I know. I know. Twenty twenty-two was. Re- We've been saying this since twenty twenty. Now he's saying this twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. The hits keep coming. <laughs> One of these years, we're going to get a good year. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm just. I mean, where it's very. I think in the United States, certainly, uh, it's adopts. Certainly. Yeah. And in and, and terms of how it affected politics in the midterm campaign. Globally, we don't have any worldos here, but I, they might say that it's uh, 
the Putin's invasion of Ukraine, what it's the, the consequences for energy, for supply chains, for the global economy, for potential nuclear catastrophe. It's a lot. One possible alternative, the canceling of CNN Plus. <laughs> <laughs> That is a big one. Which also led to the canceling of Chris Wallace Plus. (laughs) We will never know what was on Jake Tapper's bookshelf, a show that got canceled. (laughs) Man, that was a real... um, Forgot about that. That is up there. That candle burned bright. (laughs) (laughs) Dobbs, Dobbs, Ukraine, CNN Plus. That's right. Twitter user Omnichronic asks, are Democrats learning to campaign on offense instead of from a defensive crouch? Two examples, Fetterman and Pritzker. They appeared to brush off the crime attacks and media narratives instead of constantly trying to refute them. Or is there just an exception for large men? <laughs> Dan, Dan, you highlighted this one, so you can you can take this. I the answer is yes. I I think JP Prisker is great. I'm not sure how many how many points you get for winning in a plus twenty Democratic state. But if you look across the map, uh, whether it's Warnock or Fetterman or Kelly, even Democrats were on offense. They handled the attacks and they won. And there's been a strategic shift since 2018, I think, certainly since 2016, that hopefully continues forward in the party. And there are some models in some of the ca- the campaigns cited here that Democrats can follow going forward. Yeah, one one uh, one important part of the model is run against absolute fucking cretinous morons. Yeah, that helps. Helps a lot. I do think just reading this question again. They appear to brush off the crime attacks and media errors instead of constantly trying to refute them. Both of them did refute those attacks, and they did so in smart ways, right? Like Fetterman ran an ad refuting the crime narrative that said he gave a second chance to those who deserve it, right? So he didn't run away from that. Nonviolent offenders, marijuana users. But he also then said in the ad, I voted with law enforcement 90% of the time. J.B. Pritzker, he uh, called a crime ad that was run against him uh, racist because it was showing uh, black men robbing a, a white woman. But then he also ran an ad that touted his hiring of new police officers. So I think there is a way that Democrats handled, whether it was an attack on crime, on immigration, that wasn't just ignoring it or saying, oh, this doesn't make, you know, uh, or, or saying like, you know, inflation's in people's minds or we're not going to pay attention to this. The the weaknesses that Democrats might have had or the attacks that came from Republicans, I think all of the winning candidates from Warnock to Fetterman to Pritzker uh, to everyone in between, um, they did a really good job of punching back at the negative attacks and then also uh, putting forward their own vision and and their own attacks on their opponents. I think what Fetterman did was really interesting because he made a case for compassion. He didn't just say, no, 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 no. What you're saying about me is completely false. It's not based in reality at all. He said, actually, this is an unfair smear. Yeah. But here's why it's okay to to think compassionately about people that have been behind bars. Like, here's why it's okay to have uh, been in favor of parole. Like, here's why it's okay to to make that part of your values, to make that part of who you are. And I think he was such a strong candidate and people felt they knew him so well that he was able to do both, which I think was really important. Yeah, th- I think that's exactly right. He Fetterman also... And a lot of Democrats also stated explicitly that they supported funding the police. And where there is a nuanced difference between how this was handled by some in 2020 and how it was handled in 2022 is in 2020, we denied the attack, making the strategic error to say a lot of Democrats were, I don't support defunding the police. I don't support defunding the police, which causes voters to say, did you say defunding the police? And (laughs) in 2022, where they simply either used law enforcement in their ads or said they supported funding the police or putting more cops on the street. But in a context, it includes criminal justice reform, police accountability, et cetera. 
there were lots of questions like this one from Jay Smith. Can you explain why the Democrats couldn't get the rail workers sick days? So for folks who haven't paying attention to the story, and we have not had a chance to cover this on Pod Save America, so we'll uh, up until now. So um, the rail workers and the railroads, Biden helped strike a deal between them in September. And there are, I think, 11 unions that represent rail workers. Seven signed off on the deal. Four did not. Um, There were continued negotiations and there was the threat of a strike that happened a few weeks ago. So this is what would have happened if the rail workers went on strike and um, it wasn't resolved. The economy could lose like $2 billion a day. 700,000 jobs a month would have been lost. Plunge the whole country into recession chemical plants apparently be the first to shut down so and we count on chemical plants to help us purify the water so there would have been water issues Boy, that, that's ironic oh, after, isn't it after <laughs> after a week there would have been food shortages so like you don't want to strike right now the question is so so there was legislation in congress to um make sure to avert a strike to basically say that it's illegal to strike right it's a pretty intense step so they were and basically the legislation was just going to codify the deal that was struck between the unions and the rail industry uh, in September. But many Democrats said we should also add seven paid sick days, which is really what the workers wanted you know, as the in, in completely reasonable demand. Um, Disagree. <laughs> so it that part passed the House and a couple Republican senators voted for it in the Senate, but not enough. So they couldn't get the sick days but they got the rest of the deal now. Could Biden have said, no, I'm we're, I'm, I'm going to demand the six days or they if I guess the other option is either Biden could have tried to demand uh, that the sick days get included, which he has no power to do because Republican senators wouldn't have voted for it. Or Biden could have said, all right, well, then let them let them strike and we won't do the legislation. And then hopefully the rail workers and the railroads would just negotiate amongst themselves. I think probably the Biden administration thought we don't want to take the chance that there's a strike even for a day or two or a week because that could devastate the economy. What do you guys think? You guys have any takes on the rail on the on the rail deal? I think there are two things that are true. One, it was under this Senate essentially impossible to get the workers this paid sick leave they need. It is also yeah. true that more generally Democrats particularly Senate Democrats should be more actively vocally and substantially supportive of workers and unions. Yeah, I think that's right. I think this was a every single quote from whether it was Biden or Pelosi or Schumer or whatever else was like, this is something that I don't want to do, but we feel like we're in a pretty extraordinary circumstance right here. And by the way, you know, the unions negotiated this deal in September and most of them signed off. So it's, I think it sucks. (laughs) What the rail workers were asking for is not only completely reasonable, but it's just like the fact that they only have like one paid sick day right now is, is insane for the jobs that they do. So it's, it sucks. Twitter user Mint T asks, uh, Senate map in 2024, how can we keep the chamber? So you light as many candles as you can find. (laughs) Do what we've always done. Donate to Joe Manchin. Support him. Work for him. Volunteer for him. we We have to win. If we lose nothing else and nothing else changes, we have to win two of the three of Montana, West Virginia, and Ohio. And then hold Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, easy. It's obvious, right? Or pretty straightforward it, from here. And then again, the only the only flip opportunity, the two the two best flip opportunities, Florida, 
and uh, and Texas with, with Ted Cruz. Oh, so that, that's it. That's the map, guys. <laughs> and you're right. So like, so Joe Man. So basically, lay off Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, which is tough. The newly independent Kirsten Cinema. Yeah. So you got to let like win those two races. Help Sherrod Brown and John Tester in their very tough races, and then uh, and hope they get some extremist opponents, and then all the other states, uh, all the senators, and all the other states, you know, reelect them. It's a tough Man, one. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Yeah. Just got to hope for some, um, I don't know, I, I don't even know how to hope for like a national condition <laughs> that, that puts that, that, you know what I mean? Like, like that, that, that we feel like good about the whole map. That's a, that's a, that's feeling, that's feeling good about the entire map. Yeah. Which we have never felt before in our entire <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. lives. <laughs> I think we can get the house back though. Yeah. Okay. House is very doable in 2024. We're back to the house. We were at the house in 2018, then we moved over to the Senate in 2022. We're back to back to the house. In just gotta just gotta get New York right, and we're good. House and the presidency—that's what we're focused yeah, on. Some people in people show people in New York how to draw a map. <laughs> um, all right, and the most common political question we received was some version of this one uh, from Instagram user Hag Heels. Who are the realistic Democratic frontrunners for 2024? <laughs> now I noticed. Neither of you cowards highlighted this one in the document, but I did because we pushed off all the Joe Biden 2024 conversations during the midterm. I think Dan wrote a whole box on this one because we shouldn't be talking about this now. We got to focus on the midterms. Well, guess what? The midterms were over, well, boys. Well, are, you not, are you not? Oh, it's always, you not it's always another week, hey, right? It's always another week. There's a month. big state Supreme Court race in Wisconsin. I don't okay, want to distract yeah, from no, that. I, yeah, we talked to Ben Wickler about it. Here's it's re- it is real April, April 2023. Get ready. So, so Look, I feel like, I feel like um, April, April. <laughs> I'd like to introduce something to all of you, which is the position I will be taking. Look, look, we've heard of ride or die. I'm ride and die with Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want the answer? The answer is Joe, the answer <laughs> sure. is Joe Biden. That's the answer to the question. Who is the most realistic Democratic frontrunner for 2024? He is option A, B, and C, people. He is running for re-election. Seems like he is. There's the stories about like his campaign team, who's going to be the campaign manager, where it's going to be. It, it seems like he's he's moving forward, barring some family conversation over the over this break that um, that's unexpected, that goes in a way that uh, I think probably even he didn't expect. Uh, Dan, question for you. Yes. Uh, do you think the reason like Minnesota wanted to be one of the first four states? Do we think that that was a little bit of a like, fuck you, Amy Klobuchar, no <laughs> chance for you. We're not even going to give you going to entertain the long shot idea that you're going to have a, a good jumping off point. I, I don't know whether that was about Klobuchar, but there's no question. South Carolina was a strong message to everyone else that if you want to yeah. challenge Joe Biden, which I don't think would happen under any circumstances, you would have to go through the state that he won. Overwhelmingly. And then and, and interestingly enough, the Biden folks have pushed back on criticism of this map from others saying, but it's only for 2024. We can revisit this in 2028, which makes it pretty clear it's a Biden map. But look, everyone who works for Joe Biden thinks he's running for re-election. They are planning yeah. his re-election. They are talking to a people about his re-election. And also, everyone who's working for all the other people that the person who asked this question would like us to list right now thinks Joe Biden is running for re-election, and they are not doing the things you do when you think you're about are going to launch a run for presidency in two months. They are not recruiting staff. They are not courting donors. They Everyone is – they could change. It's up to Joe Biden and Joe Biden and his family, but he is planning on running for re-election, and everyone in the party is has, is assuming that. Yeah, and 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 to the point about you know could someone challenge him? 
most of the people that could challenge him, and first of all, it's like Kamala Harris is not going to challenge him. Pete Buttigieg is not going to challenge him. They're both working the administration. Um, Gavin Newsom has already like pinky swore promise to the White House up and down that he's not going to do it. He, you know, yeah, Gretchen his hands Whit- are shaking, but he's not going to do it. <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer has said like absolutely no way. You know, so all of the like you said, all of the possible challengers have basically are. Even Bernie had said before, if Biden runs, I'm 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 not challenging him. Man, so it's um. It's again. It's uh. It's by. It's it's ride, it's ride Biden. and or. It's ride, ride, and ride. ride with Biden. <laughs> it's um. Well, it also like. It's also, like yes, it's like I understand why none of them wants to challenge and doesn't see a lot of hope in doing so. It also is, a, kind of an implicit, acceptance of the Biden argument, which is basically like, hey, the situation today, is exactly the same as the one in twenty twenty. And until someone is able to make a better argument why they are a better general election candidate than Joe Biden, is there anyone that's been able to make an argument that says that they are better? I, we haven't heard it. Yeah. So there we go. Here we go. So here okay. we go. Here we go. <laughs> and, I, and I, for one, am excited. <laughs> Biden Trump, Biden DeSantis. <laughs> Who knows? Look, this Biden go- Kemp. <laughs> Possibilities are endless. These are matchups, not tickets, right? <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, um... Oh boy, <laughs> Biden cinema. I was yeah, about right. to say Biden cinema. Yeah, right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How do you cope when there's something weighing on you or something you need to get off your chest? You know the best way to do it. Best way to cope is to talk about it, not just cram it down, not do what generations of. New Englanders have done, just stuff their feelings down, maybe cover it with a coat of booze. No, you got to talk to someone, you got to work it out, get it off your chest. And just by doing that, you will feel better. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash PSA. Go today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P-S-A. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, some fun stuff. Audrey O'Connor asks, what would be the better Christmas gift? Trump indicted by Garland or Clarence Thomas retiring? This is easy. Come on, people. Get him off the fucking court. Guys. I'm troubled by... This question. Me too. And I'm troubled. I hope that no one else thinks that that Trump being indicted is a some like magic thing that like gets Trump out of our lives. It doesn't. It doesn't. 
Just think about whip. Listen, listen. Where do you think Hitler wrote that fucking book? <laughs> okay. Wasn't at home. You look. You whenever again. Whenever you raise uh, Hitler comparisons, famously goes well. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. At some point, it has to be allowed. We've got Nazis running around Mar-a-Lago here. <laughs> no, I'll put on a fucking ski mask and I'll and I'll blow your mind. Oh, that would have been so funny. It would have been so funny for you to do this episode in a ski mask. Didn't think of it till now. Fuck. Fuck. I mean, ultimately, yeah, Pod. this is the marshmallow test for resistance Twitter. Obviously, it is the court. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Clarence Thomas retires. We finally, one of the worst Supreme Court justices in history, we replace with Biden. Joe Biden would get to replace that person. Yeah. With Naomi Biden. Christmas. He appoints Naomi with Biden. Biden. Kirsten Cinema. <laughs> Trump, Trump gets indicted and then runs for president anyway. Come on. Okay. I'm glad we just covered that. All right. There are a lot of White Lotus questions Which... that we will not answer because we are A, recording this before the finale. B, we don't want to spoil anything. Uh, and C, we'd also have to be insane to answer uh, what White Lotus character each of us is. <laughs> oh, really? I actually thought that was a good one. Yeah, I'm not. I, okay, who, who, who you got then? Let's keep moving. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. But Becky asked what I think is a safe one. How do you like this season of White Lotus compared to the last? And I, it is still hard because we haven't, not, we're, again, we're recording this before the finale, so we haven't seen the finale yet. The finale, I guess, could upend, upend our, everything. Our views. Yeah. This season... I love White Lotus. This season has been riveting. I'm riveting. so That's what I, I, riveting. That was my word. It's riveting. That and, is what I thought. And you know, the first season was so, it was like this. It was um, it was shot during the pandemic, so it was really small. And you just like felt that smallness. It was really intimate. Yeah. And this is such a bigger season. It's just a more, like, it's such a, it's, so it's more exciting in a lot of ways. It's just like a bigger world. And I, like, I, I just... The first season was so good and was so interesting and there hadn't been a show like it. And this is like everything that you loved about the first season, but the the stakes feel higher and the and the more drama, and, more and, anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Almost knowing how the first season ended and what was at the core of it makes this more exciting. Because you didn't really know what was gonna happen the first time or what it meant. It's great. That's it's true. A, and this is an incredible feat to pull this off the second time around because the thought was the first season seemed so great because no one ever done anything like this on television before. So now you're just going to do it again and do it better. And look, HBO Mike has White. never screwed up a finale of a major show before. So I'm sure this is going to be great. <laughs> they land every plane. Those, they're, beautiful. they're incredible. I can't, incredible I can't, pilots over I can't wait to find out that the person in the ocean is Bran. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> it was Bran all along. <laughs> Oh, um, all right. Laris asks, what's everybody's favorite Taylor Swift song? So I've, I've said exile for a long time. Yeah. I love this. I love the song exile. I was, it was on repeat for me when it came out. Uh, but you know, antiheroes rising for me. I really Really? love that song. I love that song. I think it's a really, I like the writing. I think it's like one of her best written songs. Dan? As you know, as I revealed a few weeks ago on our last mailbag, I'm very new to the Taylor Swift thing, so I really have a yeah, limited no, catalog. But the song that is most – so everything I have is from this album, almost because like, I, I have not yet followed your instructions to listen to all the other albums. Um, but oh. the song that is played in my house the most of all is Welcome to New York because it's the one Kaiva loves and oh. insists we play all the time. That is a that is a that is one of the favorites yeah, of – uh, of the 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 youngins, uh, I gotta go with ten minute all too well. Ten minute all too well. Ten minute all too well. It's Taylor's a it's version. a feat. It's a feat. 
Watch it, and, and she performs on Saturday Night Live. It's it's something. Sarah Skewera asks, "Who was on your Spotify Wrapped top five? <laughs> Everyone's gonna say all five. We're all gonna say all five. Sure. Okay. I'll go first. I don't mind. Uh, I don't love it, but here we go. All right, number. Uh, I'll go five to one. Okay. Number five, Orville Peck. Okay. A a gay kind of country guy. Cool. Number four, this is, this is not, this isn't, ref, like, I'll be honest, this isn't reflective. This is because I listen to one song. I do the same thing. I listen to one song so often that mm. this band that I don't really know very much about sh- rocketed up the charts. It's a band called Saint Motel that has a song called Happy Accident that I listen to a million times in a row for I, some reason. I have one of those this year, too. Uh, number three, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus, that live album is so good as long as you skip the parts where she uh, does some spoken word and and that is unbearable. It's like it's like she does one of the best covers of like a prayer of all time. Yeah, she does. It's a and great, then she it's says, let cover. me tell you the meaning of this. Every oh, no. person is a person. And oh, it's like, no. get me out of this. Uh, number two, Muna. Muna. You, you'll find out soon. It's, it's not reached the straits yet. Uh, and then number one, Taylor Swift. Number one this year. Same for me. Wow. But number one, Taylor Swift, Billie Eilish, The Anxiety, which is the, is the Boy, song. Boy, that is fucking on brand. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a song, Meet me, at, Meet me at Our Spot, which I listen to a million times. Uh, and then uh, rounding out the list, Blippi and Encanto. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think there should be a way that, I think there should be a button you press that just says like, almost like incognito mode for Spotify. Like, don't track this. What I'm doing right now is not for you. <laughs> Okay. We don't talk about Bruno. A lot of play. A lot of play on my phone this year. All right. Number one, Kendrick Lamar. Number two, Vince Staples. Number three, Pusha T. Number four, the Jolly Pops, who sing a song called Popsicles, (laughs) which we listen to on repeat on the way to school and home every day for six months. Okay. And coming in at number five, it's something I'm not proud of and really has not aged well. This is why I haven't shared my Spotify. Wow. What's it going to be? Kanye West. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Well, okay. what are you going to do? I think there was like seven names it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peterson. <laughs> All right. Now that we did that, Russ asks, uh, <laughs> "What video games is Lovett planning on tearing into over the holiday break? Callisto Protocol, maybe? Would love to see him play a horror game on Twitch." Uh, thank. I want you to know something. That. I want you to know something. It was this very question. It was this very question that got me excited. You reminded me that this is something that I could do for the entire break. And I now will because of this question. So I still have to go back. I gave up on Elden Ring. It was a busy time. And I I got into it. Then I fell out of it. And it's a game you need to focus on. So I'm going to play Elden Ring beginning to end. And I also need some other recommendations. So send me recommendations. I loved Hades. I loved Returnal. Uh, I loved, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm sure I'm going to love Elden Ring. You know I love the Soulsborne games. Hit me with some recommendations, but uh, Elden Ring is number one. I'm going to play it all. I'm going to finally, finally play it. Maybe I'll stream it, you know? Wow. It's called, uh, it'll be... Uh, Something to look forward to, everyone. Yeah, including me. It's, uh, <laughs> just go, go to at uh, lonelylovit <laughs> underscore <laughs> sad <laughs> and alone on Twitch. And you'll find me there. It seems like you'll a, find it me seems there like a sat- long handle. Friday night, Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh Cinti diaz asks what non-crooked pods are you listening to i got ultra 
the Rachel Maddow podcast, which is fantastic. We talked about before. On with Kara Swisher, the Ezra Klein show, Hacks on Tap, The Watch from The Ringer, which does a great, been doing great uh, White Lotus recaps and a whole bunch of other shows. Uh, Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan, and uh, every single album, which is also on the Ringer, they 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 do uh, pop album reviews, which is really great. And I just started The Prince, which is about uh, President Xi. It's an Economist podcast. It's very very good. Come, that is fake. There's not a chance. <laughs> <you> must- <laughs> I was looking at the top podcast list because Mother Country Radicals yeah. made it, and number one was um, was The Prince, and I was like, "What's this all about?" So then I started listening to it on the way home yesterday. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm into this." this is good. <laughs> Uh, for me, I'm listening. I love the podcast Unexplainable on Vox. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just great looks at um, hard to answer or impossible to answer questions. And you know, I'm just gonna say, Ezra Klein puts together a great podcast. He does. He does. I don't particularly like it when he says this episode is a gift. It's like <laughs> Ezra, uh, come let us don't show don't tell. Also, only one of them can be a gift. You can't have. There a, you are so can, many you can't gifts. Have multiple gifts. It's like this conversation's a gift. That conversation's <laughs> a gift. I, I let, and sometimes it's like what this philosopher tells us about trees has a lot to teach us about politics. You're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I love it. But this was a compliment. I it. But, this, but I love Overall, it. I love it. Yeah. But I love it. Dan? Uh, the Watch, as John mentioned from The Ringer. Uh, the Rates of Ricky Sanchez, a Sixers podcast, which has helped me get through this miserable Sixers season. Hard Fork, which is the new tech podcast on the New York Times from Kevin Roos and Casey Newton that is very good. I really like Recode Media, Peter Kafka's uh, tech and media podcast. Um, And then a bunch of sports podcasts like The Low Post, The Mismatch, The Mina Kime Show, and a whole bunch of fantasy football ones until this season is over. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25. Heather Asher asks, 
What's your pre-podcast routine, i.e. the hour or so leading up to it? Love it. Why don't you kick us off? <laughs> so my alarm goes off. <laughs> what day is it? What time is it? I shake off the Ativan. <laughs> she got to shake it off. Uh, <laughs> uh, I check to see if there's a new message box to find out if I'm going to be able to <laughs> crib what's on message box. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> I finish figuring out the what clips we're going to play, updating the question. I take notes for myself. I keep up with other breaking news. I caffeinate myself, and then I over-caffeinate myself, and then I drive to the office. Figure we've been Dan? Up, we've been up for five hours. We've read all the news. We've had yeah, all the takes. Yeah. What do we yeah. do for Dan that last start, hour before we record at 10? Dan and I start texting each other at 5 a.m. <laughs> 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 sometimes i really miss rises. the window and i my caffeine runs out before the podcast starts those are hard that's ones that's why usually it's it's a it's a morning coffee i walk to starbucks at 5 a.m <laughs> then st- then when i drive to the office sometimes i stop at starbucks again on the way back on the way to the office or now i've been i've been getting duncan too which is we, great uh you know that people make coffee at home? I just found out about I that. Know, I, I know. but no but i i couldn't it's believe such a it bore though then then i don't get to walk but i don't want to take I, a walk but I just don't understand, like the crisp air. How? You, like <laughs> it requires everywhere. I it's a whole building. Do you think there are the some coffee. people who, it, who make who make coffee at home that they might buy from a podcast company with branded coffee? Oh yeah, again. But that's what I. That's where I found out about it because people were talking <laughs> about this crooked coffee, and I was like, "You can do that at home. You mean you bring the beans to Starbucks and yeah. say do I'm, something with these?" I'm in my home quite enough, thank you. I, 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 you know, we were young I men live in when LA, this, but I live in walking distance to a Starbucks. We were, so I'm going to take advantage. We were young men when we started this podcast. Waking up at eight, seven, <laughs> not know, anymore. I was going to say it's yeah, it keeps it's getting earlier getting and earlier, rough, getting rough. Um, all right, Instagram user. Um, oh, Dan, did you did you do? Oh, you didn't really do your uh, hour before. What, what, what That's it. I read the news. That's it. There's I read the, the, I read the news yeah. and I text with you and then we talk into a microphone about the things we texted about. He's, Dan looks in the mirror and he just screams at the top of his lungs and hits himself <laughs> in the face. <laughs> I tap the sign above my office yeah. that says, pod like a champion yeah. today. <laughs> uh, Instagram user Horner Caitlin asks, on any given day, how many dogs can be found in the crooked office? It's a menagerie. I mean, it's 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 six, seven dogs. Sometimes more dogs than employees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The dogs are the dogs are also on a hybrid schedule. Uh, uh, and both the dogs and the staff have trouble counting to three. <laughs> I think we're at like three or four on an average day. On an average day, it's true. Pundits here almost every day. Pundits here almost every day. Uh, Lucinda's dog. Lucinda's our new CEO. Her dog Augie is here almost Which is every. A, single- basically a horse. <laughs> one of the biggest like dogs I've ever. Pounds, I've one of never. S- one of the biggest, sweetest dogs I've ever seen in my life. Human eyes in that skull. Just a wonderful <laughs> dog. Uh, like uh, Leo and Luca don't really come anymore. No. But then everyone on the other side of the office, a bunch of dogs over there. We have so many dogs here that once this was pre-pandemic, once there was a dog that just walked into my office and Lovett offices and Tommy's Tommy's office, and we're like, whose dog is that? And we found out it was a dog that belonged to no one in the company. (laughs) (laughs) There there was an office across the hall from us, and it just Just wandered wandered in. It just wandered in. Yeah. There's there's Iggy, there's Bruce, so many dogs. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah, our uh, CEO, had to uh, drop an office dog policy a couple years back. Yeah. Yeah. And then we uh, we punched it up. (laughs) It sounded a little too... (laughs) 
Wizard used to come in a lot. She's like, I wasn't asking for edits. <laughs> this isn't funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesse Speaks asks, is Lovett right about L.A. having the best bagels? Uh, listen, I mean, Dan's San Francisco and and uh, John, John, John doesn't deal with carbs anymore. <laughs> but, um, I'm trying to get back into carbs. Yeah. That's for the resolutions uh, podcast. Look, I, you know, here's the thing. I, 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 I'm, you know, I, I'm a New Yorker. Uh, by birth and constitution, uh, and uh, it doesn't bring me any pleasure to say that a courage bagel beats every bagel in the in in New York City. It's just the reality of our situation. Wow. Okay. 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 Speaking of food, Instagram user Crochet Anything asks, "Go to airport food? Bloody Mary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're it's like Bloody Mary and a Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm in the place that I'm flying yeah, to, and, and then I've arrived." <laughs> <laughs> I we were on a flight. We were you on a flight me, you once. You see me on a plane. Say hi. Yeah, he won't won't remember. We were on a plane once, and uh, John slept through a full blown TikTok worthy confrontation. That's I mean, right. he was fully passed out. There was sweet There was seat switching. There was a, a, a two people brought on board. There was a flight attendant saying, "You're welcome to get off." There was recrimination. There was another person brought in. He missed the whole thing. <laughs> We had a Tommy and I had to tell him about it later. I had a great flight. <laughs> we were going on vacation. We were not. It was not a work work flight. Work flights are a little different. Are they? Uh, <laughs> okay. Who yes. Are you, who are you saying that for? I'm trying, I'm trying to prep for the live show. I'm trying. That's what that's what happens on the work flight. Prep for the live show. All right. Uh, what about you guys? Go to airport food. Yours is something fried, I'm sure. It's a, well, you know. Look, here's the thing. I love a morning Sparrow slice. I know it's disgusting. Oh I do. I really do. I Holy really do. Shit. I love a slice of, of Sparrow pizza. In the morning, ah, uh, mm, perfect. Especially because usually in the morning they're right out of the oven. You know they've been sitting there all day. They're fresh. <laughs> it's ten a.m. Nobody's eating this pizza yet. It's just me. It's wow. just for me. Damn. I'd say two things. One, if there's a Chili's at an airport, you will find me at that Chili's. Same, same, same. Two, same. the Dulles Airport, the United Terminal Dulles Airport, which I have spent way too much time in in recent years, is a food desert. It is terrible. It is hard to find God, food there, except garbage. for one loophole. <laughs> By the D gates, there's a Potbellies, and that Potbellies uh, serves the full menu starting at 7 a.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. So why get a fattening breakfast sandwich when you can get the wreck at 7 a.m.? We flew, we flew Dulles uh, on our most recent trip to D.C. Man, that fucking airport. Whew, and, don't miss that. And I remember uh, going out with you the night before, and so I imagine you would have enjoyed that Potbellies had you known about it. Oh yeah. Oh, that was two. That was two times <laughs> yes. DC ago. Yeah, that was tough. That was I'm trying tough. to think of what other go tos, but that's Very you know. The, the, I'm always happy to see Sparrows. I know it's I know it's sick, <laughs> but it is true. It legal is true. seafoods in in, uh, in Logan. There's also legal seafoods. Wait, is there my is there one at DCA now? Am I am I imagining that? I think it no, is it a legal seafoods or a McCormick and Schmitz. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Both. Same, same, same. I any know, but kind of, I'll be any kind of the seafood restaurant at an airport. <laughs> Who decided what's a Fresh morning seafood food? Seafood at an airport? <laughs> I Absolutely. I don't. I don't accept this idea. Look, uh, it's time we. It's time we put aside this bygone notion that there's breakfast food and dinner food and lunch. Especially food. at an Who's airport where for? time doesn't. It's like it's inside an airport in a Vegas casino. Exactly. Yeah. Time doesn't. Time like doesn't eggs are for breakfast. Why? Um, like, whose rule is that? Not mine. Elliot Schneier asks if you had to move to another country, not just for a while, immigrate. Uh, where and why? So it's a practical issue for me in that I don't pick up languages. I've struggled my whole life. I was socially passed through uh, Spanish in middle school and high school. So it does have to be in, uh, you know, a UK, in Australia, um, that's a Canada, 
You know, I, I'm just limited. I'm just not going to pick it up. You can't, you can't Rosetta Stone this once you get there. Uh, it just, I won't. On, I'll, on I'll, your I'll, way. I, I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how. What under what circumstances you're leaving? <laughs> yeah, they're they're urgent. <laughs> I'll say that. I'll say that. Am I fleeing? Yeah. Am I fleeing prosecution, or do I have to work? So I don't have to work. Uh, yeah, is it not an extradition? <laughs> <laughs> if I am there's not no con- fleeing, there's no larger context here. Yes, if I'm not fleeing prosecution, I am happily going to Canada. You get NBA basketball. You're not that far away. You don't have to pick up a language. The Canadians seem very nice. I'm going to the Netherlands. Huh. Love. Am- I'm going to go live in Amsterdam. That's it. I, I I've been there a bunch. Like after I after we left the White House. I was like asked to speak there, and then for some reason, it's the only place I was asked to speak outside the country. And they would like keep asking me back, and so I'd like go every year for a couple of years. And just first of all, there's a, they speak Dutch obviously, but there's a lot of English. It's a very cosmopolitan city, so there's a lot of languages, but plenty of English there, so that's fine. And it's just it's a beautiful place, beautiful place, wa- very walkable. They have like bike paths. It's great. I'm all, I'm all in on Netherlands. And one of the, once again, I'm going to thank the, the the tourism bureau of the Netherlands for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can also get mushrooms at bars. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, finally, Sarah Sainz asks, "What organizations would you suggest people support as holiday gifts to others?" Um, our friend Jose Andres runs a World Central Kitchen, which is helping to feed people all over the world. Right now, they're doing a ton of really great work in uh, Ukraine. Um, but they are every time, everywhere there is a disaster or a war or any kind of conflict, World Central Kitchen is there and they do an incredible, incredible job. So that's mine. I'd like to end this podcast with a public service announcement. And it is this. Um, if you want to be a path-breaking LGBTQ member of the Biden administration, I support you. And if there's something that also compels you to be a person that steals suitcases from his fucking, <laughs> fucking ter- su- suitcase thing, even though you didn't check any baggage, I don't support that, okay? You're on your journey. You cannot do both, all right? You have to choose what kind of life you want to lead. You can either be someone who has stories written about you as the first, uh, as a a path-breaking member of the LGBTQ community, or you can be a person that goes up to suitcases you like and just goes, yoink. (laughs) But if you do both, it reflects poorly on the community. It leads to a lot of bad right-wing stories. Is the fact that you're gender fluid, does it have anything to do with the fact that you're stealing suitcases? No. Do straight people that look like John and Dan steal suitcases all the time? Absolutely. <laughs> all right? But you just can't do both. You got to choose. So Thank you. Is this an organization that helps people who've lost their suitcases? No, I'm not. That, I'm, that's, just, that's just more of a, that's more of a public service announcement as yeah. opposed to, I'm just, that's just something that I think was important to get in. Just because I see it going around. Yeah. I hear, I hear that. I'm glad you did. Thanks. Look, that's important. Dan? Uh, we always give you're in the Bay Area to the Bay Area Crisis Nursery, which uh, ha- you can donate money and give toys and gifts and diapers and things to uh, fit new families in need. Uh, that's where we that's where we give money. Also, Heifer International is something uh, our kids often give uh, to other kids. Our parents did it. It's it's also another great organization. I'll do a real one. Okay. I'll do a real plug, which is. <laughs> Uh, we raise money for them uh, with our pride show this year, but support the Trans Lifeline. Uh, they do really good work and are uh, um, there for trans people in their moments of most most urgent need. So support Trans Lifeline. That's great. All right, everyone. That's all the questions we got. That's all the questions we're answering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of others that we're, that we're not answering. <laughs> everyone have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I wonder if by the time this comes out, maybe Jennifer Coolidge died.
We don't know. What? <laughs> we don't know. I'm just saying, we won't know. We don't know. Bye, everyone. Pod Save America is a Crooked Media production. The executive producer is Michael Martinez. Our senior producer is Andy Gardner-Bernstein. Our producers are Haley Muse and Olivia Martinez. It's mixed and edited by Andrew Chadwick. Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis sound engineered the show. Thanks to Hallie Kiefer, Ari Schwartz, Sandy Gerard, Andy Taft, and Justine Howe for production support. And to our digital team, Elijah Cohn, Phoebe Bradford, Milo Kim, and Amelia Montooth. Our episodes are uploaded as videos at youtube.com slash podsaveamerica. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.